0: Welcome to Farming God, where we tell stories from America's spiritual revolution. We travel to China, to Mexico, and across Middle America asking bigger questions that broaden our understanding, fuel our imagination, and put our anxiety into perspective. I recently left my job to work on this Farming God podcast full-time. have to admit it's a pretty ridiculous leap and pretty much unfounded but it's a risk that today's guest is very familiar with. Too often, spirituality gets quarantined in a small corner of our life, reserved for only specific moments. But what if this wasn't the case, and our daily work could be an adventure in itself? Today, I'm speaking with someone who embodies exactly this. Jasmine Ria is a leader in America's creative revolution. She runs the website I'd Rather Be Rich Not Famous, Dedicated to providing motivated individuals with tools to monetize their greatest passions. This means being able to spend more time doing what you enjoy instead of slogging away in something you don't. After speaking with her at the South by Southwest, it's obvious that the richness that she discusses extends far beyond monetary wealth. Unedited, I turned on the recorder and let it roll. From the front lines of the freelance lifestyle, here's Jasmine Ria. So, like, what it, what is spirituality, though? Like, for when we say this, like, spiritual awakenings as young people, like, mm-hmm. the, like some people might be talking about some sort of drug trip out in the desert in Arizona. <laughs> some some might be talking about like an actual um, like church kind of thing. Like, right? What what are you talking about?
1: Me, I'm talking about being in tune with yourself and um, being in tune with the universe, right? As far as our, our natural superpowers that we have as human beings. Because when you take away society, I mean, we are human beings first, right? Years and years we were able to survive off of the land and make a way and, and really make some powerful things happen just by being in tune with what we have um, as you know, our power. So. Things like intuition, things like manifestation, affirmations, like um, really just like believing in something, you know what I mean? Believing in the force that you have and and constantly making it a habit to to be in tune with it Mm -hmm. instead of maybe living just like too fast. You know what I mean? So spirituality Uh, to me really is kind of like living in the moment, taking things slow and appreciating what we already have already living in abundance you know what I mean yeah so no matter what our goals are as far as if you know if we have goals career-wise or this or that a lot of times people can feel as though they're not happy with where they're at right now but if you open up your eyes you can kind of see like wait I have so much to be happy for
0: it's it almost seems like a experiential like, the, like we want to feel something like what on a Sunday you go to a church. It's kind of like deserted. If you, if you go to like I did a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday night, I went to a yoga thing. Like Sweet. I got there like 10 minutes early and the place was packed. Like there was no room. It's wow. like in there, like crunched in and it's everyone, 20 and 30 year olds just piled in there. It's like, Whoa, this is, so, this means something. Yeah. I don't really know what Do you have any ideas.
1: <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's honestly, uh, Yoga is awesome. Like, I just started getting into it and I still haven't, like, kept it as a habit yet because I've kind of been all over the place. But I took a yoga class with this girl I went to high school with. Um, and wow, I mean, it was just so powerful in the sense that in the same room, right, you have people in the same room trying to get the same experiences, which is like, okay, trying to be in touch with yourself, right? Yet, um, It's just like this uh, unbelievable, great feeling. Like when you leave, for instance, when you leave that yoga session, you know what I mean? I felt like high. I felt so high. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously didn't do anything that day because I was like, I'm going to yoga. I just want to be natural. You know what I mean? And I remember feeling just so relaxed and at peace. And Lauren Walker, she was the instructor of the yoga class. And just hearing her calm voice, you know, say a few things here and there, like, you know, hey, you know, just be in touch with yourself, you know, breathe deep. You know what I mean? Just uh, don't try to do anything that you can't do, you know, like Mm. just be one with yourself. You know what I mean? And
0: I think it's, I think it's Joseph Campbell says that we're we're no longer asking for the meaning of life, but rather how, how we can experience life and actually like feel it. Nice. And I don't know. It seems like (laughs) at least the people I am around, it seems like yoga and like drinking and running are the most popular candidates right now <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's the other options that's
1: funny <laughs> you drinking yeah like uh, wow
0: okay should we start this thing <laughs> let's do it we're
1: warmed up let's do it let's do it sweet okay so Damn, it's rolling You're
0: good.
1: all right great Hey guys, I hope you all are having a wonderful day. I'm here with my guest host, Steve, and we are reporting live from Austin, Texas. Yay. <laughs> it's South by Southwest people, and I just wanna say it's truly an honor to be amongst all the amazing energy. I just really feel like all of the awesome people come here to hang out, play, and just enjoy great music and vibes, and it's just really cool. So, cool story. I uh, ran into Steve at the Cherrywood Coffee House, checking out the super awesome band Taba. They're by ways of Minneapolis, by the way. Check them out. And uh, basically, I was uh, explaining to him my freelance career and the premiere of Worth It Radio. And it just so happens that we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just, <laughs> just a little bit.
1: Just a little bit
0: well well yeah i I just emerged from the the cherrywood coffee house after drafting some emails for uh, some woman in New jersey who is uh, who's running a cooking and plant based cooking course and then i I come out to sit at the table with a live van playing on a Thursday afternoon <laughs> and run it to <laughs> you It's like this is the kind of life I want to oh yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> it's definitely the good life, <laughs> so I guess I don't know do you, I want to ask you questions. I feel like I should be asking questions. Yeah, but let's I do mean,
1: it, man. Let's just, hey, let's ask each other questions.
0: Yeah. So where, like, where did you come from and where are you going?
1: <laughs> where did I come from? That's a good question. So um, besides Earth, which I think I'm from another planet, but we'll get into that another, another time. Part two. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I grew up in Atlanta for 12 years and uh, we booked it to Orlando and stood there for a few years graduated high school did not want to stay in Orlando Florida no offense went to Miami Florida went to college there for three years and that's when I decided that I wanted to be a musician during that time there and so I basically was just trying to rush out of college so that I could find my next location to kick off my career right yeah. so um, basically from Miami I then moved to Los Angeles and I was there for a couple of years doing music and um, shit got a little crazy, you know what I mean? I kind of kind of lost my mind yeah. and uh, <laughs> moved back to Orlando, Florida after this car accident and it pretty much was just like a car accident that needed to happen because I was lost and I didn't really know where to go as far as my mom was like, you should come home for a couple of weeks, clear your head, figure some things out. I just think you're tunnel visioned and you're depressed and all this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. I was like, no, I gotta keep working, right? I gotta work, work, work and mm-hmm. I just didn't want it to happen and it took a car accident the next day to like pretty much send me home, right? Total, my car driving Lyft Whoa. in San Francisco. Whoa, really? And yeah, it was a it was an eye opener. I mean, like it's like the accident literally snapped me into like reality, reality. Because I feel as though in L. A. Like, um, or even in my the past 25 years of my life, I've been living in a state of like bliss. You know what I mean? Like when when you're kind of like when you're going for a goal it's very easy to get like tunnel vision and just see that gold and for me it was like okay you know i want to make it in the music industry and that's all i focused on literally that's pretty much all i focused on and that car accident woke me up and it was like hey guess what (laughs) life isn't promised you know what i mean like you know you might not be here tomorrow so how about you focus on the things that truly matter
0: oh so wait but that that was bliss is that the right word Ignor- ignorance ignorant is bliss. bliss. Ignorant. Bliss. ignorant bliss. Ignor- yeah,
1: let's put the ignorant in front of it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So like the the ignorant I mean, I was on cloud 9 there. Like LA has something about it. I don't know if it's in the water or maybe it's the mountains and the ocean in the same exact, you know, view, mm-hmm. but it's just like you feel as though I don't know, I felt as though it was the best thing ever. You know, I yeah. loved it and it was only until I realized that I did not want to be in the music industry any longer that my world kind of came crashing down because I didn't know what I did want to do I didn't know you know what I mean I had no idea who I was now right yeah because I I mean I'm not going to touch on the details but basically you know stuff got dark I started noticing little things here and there and I started putting the pieces together after pretty much taking a hiatus from social media I took a year and a half off total but Uh during this time frame when I was still in California I took about two months off to start reading on how to like actually make money right yeah and I was reading Tim Ferriss's the four-hour work week and the, the exercise that changed my life was literally okay jot down something that you're doing and you think you need to do but it's taking a lot of time and you might not actually need to do it and for me that was social media I was spending like 60 hours a week on social media and not like promoting my music. It was more so like selfie here, selfie there. Oh, look, I'm smoking a joint. Oh, look, you know what I mean? It's just like stupid stuff, right? Like stuff that people do when they're brainwashed pretty much. You know what I mean? So um, once I woke up, you know, and I realized that, wow, you know what I mean? First of all, this is wasting my time and wait a second, you know, the music I'm listening to, that's another thing. Like, not only did I uh, take a hiatus from social media based off of the book, but I also stopped listening to hip-hop. And everything started becoming a lot clearer, right? I started listening to a lot of, like, Bob Marley. And when I, when anybody would get in my car and play, like, some mainstream music that had, like, very, like, harsh lyrics, all of a sudden, like, I became offended. And I started putting the pieces together, like, wait a second, like, this is part of the reason why... I'm doing what I'm doing as far as like you know portraying myself in a certain image or hanging out with a certain group of people who I naturally would probably never hang out with if I were to still be you know back home kind of thing, right? Because basically when you're trying to make it in the industry, you're willing to do anything. You're, you're it's all about who you know, right? So in a sense, you become like a groupie, you know? So
0: so I I let's bet how how old are you?
1: I'm 27. I just turned 27 in January. Congrats!
0: Thanks. It wasn't a good year for. 27, I mean, it feels
1: great. Like, this year feels amazing.
0: Well, I I wish Amy Winehouse and the rest of the crew could say say the same.
1: Dude, no, but seriously, and that's one thing that ran through my head, like, because I was going down that track, you know what I mean? Yeah. That track, and it's like, there's so many other things that you can do if you just – really pay attention to yourself and living in the moment and your spirituality. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's one thing I was missing. Like I've always been a happy go lucky person. I've always been positive, very energetic, but I never practiced any sort of spirituality, even just simple things from, you know, um, being thankful, waking up and being like, wow, I'm so thankful for being on this planet. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So
1: anywho fast forward. Yeah. The book helped me out to realize that I was wasting a lot of time and a lot of energy on the wrong things and um basically the car accident pretty much just snapped me into full reality which was you know mm-hmm. okay you're, you're on this planet like uh maybe you should do something that's going to actually make a difference you know and yeah. also lead you to have a healthier lifestyle so yeah I moved home Gosh. to do med school, actually. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Dr. Jasmine. Yeah, not
1: doctor. Oh, I was definitely going to do physician <laughs> assistant because the doctor life, definitely not for me. That's like not eating, not sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, talk about a terrible, like,
0: okay, so as far you, as
1: health-wise. It could be real kind of, like, icky.
0: So you went from music industry. Mom says, get a better job, Jasmine.
1: Yeah. And
0: so you come back and tried the school thing and... How did it pan out?
1: So basically, um, I had already made a promise to myself, right? When I was in California, I said, if I'm not making a profit by music by 2016, then I am going back to school. For that time, I said nursing. Mm -hmm. Random. But I met a girl driving um, Lyft and she was a nurse and she majored in the arts and she was like, oh, my God. I tell all my artist friends that, you know, you should really think about going into nursing um, because it's a great schedule. You know, you work three days out of the week, 12 hour shifts and you have so much time if you want to go focus on something else. And that's something that's stable. And for me, I was craving stability because, you know, I've been serving tables since I was 18. And at that time I was driving Lyft and I was driving six hours from L.A. to San Francisco specifically. To cash in on the awesome Profits that San Francisco had to offer As far as driving Lyft right Yeah. But that that lifestyle became Pretty crazy I was sleeping in my car You know what I mean those sometimes it'd be 7 to 10 days that I'd sleep in my car in San Francisco (sighs) just So that I can come back To LA with like you know 3 grand in my pocket kind of thing And it's like it was crazy money but Nuts nuts. and then I spent it all you know what I mean (laughs) It's like the more money you get And you're living that lifestyle, it's like, okay, now I can buy these pair of shoes, and I can buy this gold fake chain, and I can buy, you know what I mean, all this stuff that's just, like, material bullcrap that means nothing, but basically it was a slippery slope. My friends were like, what? And when I told them, I was like, guys, guess what? I'm going to go to, you know, I'm going to go to school for nursing if this doesn't work out by 2016, And um, they were kind of like, ooh, don't you hate blood? (laughs) I'm like, yes, I do. But I'm kind of tired of living out of my car. And even though there's so many other ways that you can make money, I was so tunnel vision that I literally did not see all of the ways that I could be using my skills to make a handsome income right hmm. instead of using my skills towards my own art i could have been using them for, for other people being a service to other people hmm. and that's something my mom tried to tell me you know what i mean but i just didn't hear her because i was just i know what i'm doing you know yeah
0: so anyways yeah. back to
1: the med school um when i came home it was like okay well i guess i'm here a couple of months earlier because the accident happened in august right so that landed me a few months earlier than my deadline, which to start my new career. And so I was like, okay, I want stability. I want something that I'm going to be like, okay, I know I'm making this amount of money. I know that I have health insurance. I know that I'm covered. And also I was missing my niece. Like my brother has a baby niece or a a baby girl, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my niece. And I kind of felt bad that, you know, I wasn't there for her as far as she's, you know, young. And I felt like I could be more of a role model. And so moving back home to do med, medicine and be a role model for my niece just seemed like the perfect thing for me. And it seemed to really, you know, like, yes, this is the move. So I did that for like a year. I worked as a CNA um, mm-hmm. at a nursing home and rehabilitation center and changed my life. Yeah. So I, I've had like these stages of life changing events. Right. You talk about finding out what the industry is about to being really spooked out to, to being like, what do I do now? You know, what's the point of living to being like, boom, oops, a car accident. Maybe I do want to live. You know what I mean? (laughs) Shit's kind of real out here. And then boom, like getting a dose of gratitude that I've never felt before helping somebody else who, who really needs your help and having them just look up to you and say, thank you so much. You know what I mean? With damn near tears in their eyes, just for like you helping them get up in the morning. Yeah. Like that was just something that I was like, whoa, whoa, because yeah. like as an artist, you're just like, yo, buy my mixtape, yo check out my show, yo me me, me, me. Yeah, uh-huh. And other people are like, okay, we get it, you know what I mean? You do music, cool. You know, other people have regular jobs and they're not like, yo, come, you know, check what I'm doing at my nine to five. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Come check out my data inputs.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So for once, instead of me being like, hey, everybody, look at me, look at me. I was just like helping out so many people and I felt so good. I've never felt that good in my entire life. And that's when I was like, okay, like I definitely want to be in this field. Like I definitely could see myself helping people.
0: Mm -hmm. Before, before we go on, there's, uh there's this kind of what you were experiencing in LA/San Francisco is this kind of gig economy that we see so many like 20 and 30 year olds kind of in in gig going economy. going in, in, endeavoring in in the in the last year or so we've seen from mostly our parents generation this baby boomer thing kind of a pushback for the old jobs, how America used to be and how, how how these things that used to support families and without them, fair enough, they may these families may have like st- you would actually have starved like 50 years ago <laughs> if you lost your coal mining job or factory job. Where now as we move forward, how do we begin to like normalize what is going to be the at least developed world's economy for like the next for our generation it's like we're called to use like our creativity Mm -hmm. and so how do we like branch out of this mindset like I think we're about to get there in your story when you kind of like almost went into that track of a very regimented obedient job and then somehow you burst out I want to hear how you burst it out and what you think others may be feeling in that realm as well
1: definitely i mean you hit it right on the head it's like you get pressure from your parents because they lived in a different time right and they're like trust me do this because this is a sure way whether it be engineering whether it be you know the medical field um you know the list goes on to stable jobs right with high income um for me when i you know how i busted out of that and I don't want to say like, OK, it's not that I woke up one day and I was like the Met Life is just not for me. It was more so like there's no rush. Right. It was more so I was getting tired of putting or hiding who I truly was, because when I came back home, I was like, OK, you know, all the artists, all the creativity inside of me, I'm putting that on pause because I did that for so long and it got me in my head I thought nowhere right so I'm like I'm down to just put my head in the books and start helping people out and you know doing something that's new and a challenge like the med field to me was like appealing to me not only because I could help people but because it was going to be the biggest challenge that I've ever done you know what I mean to really just put my head and and obtain all the information I really saw it as something that's like wow you know yeah it's something that's like you know, stable and kind of like, yeah, it's the old school route. You know what I mean? But at the same time for me, it was like, you know, if I can do this, I know that I'm going to live a comfortable life and I'm Mm -hmm. also going to have a lot of meaning to it. Sure. How I, how I busted out. Right. Um, Because I'm no longer doing that right now. It's not saying that I will never do it, but I figure I'm 27. I got about three more years until, I mean about, (laughs) I've got solid three more years until I'm 30 (laughs) and (laughs) I don't feel a rush right now to go hop into, you know, the med field right now. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. always going to be there. And right now I, I have this fire inside of me that, that I put out. And now it's obviously, you know, it's lit again and it's that fire to, you know what? Hey, I have a lot of, I have a lot of creativity inside of me. You know what I mean? I recognize my skills now for something that could be of service to others. I now want to put a hundred percent into that and to see where I can go now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So For me, you know, I was working as a CNA for a while and the pay was just really low, obviously. Like Mm -hmm. in the hospitality industry and even coming from Lyft, I mean, you're talking about making that kind of money to all of a sudden making $11 an hour, whoa. And because I had my spending habits, before I knew it, I was broke, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to get back into like the hospitality industry, right? So I took like a bartending class and I was like, you know, searching for bartending gigs on the side. And I wasn't getting hired, I was not. I wasn't getting hired because I had a weird schedule. I worked at the nursing home on the weekends and they didn't like that. And I took care of my niece about three nights out of the week and that just was not happening. So I, I found myself like, okay, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know what? I know I'm in Orlando, Florida. I know it's not the West Coast because the West Coast are so many opportunities. Like you said, the gig economy, there's so many different things that you could do and work as a freelancer to where you know what I mean you don't have to have a set schedule you can be flexible and that's one thing I loved about driving for Lyft was that I made my own schedule you know what I mean that's one thing that was amazing so anyways I searched on Google I, I searched okay work from home opportunities I came across this blog called the penny hoarder and there was a blog post on like side hustles and it led me to an even bigger blog post which was 62 side hustles wow literally that is the blog post that just opened my eyes to whoa like i mean hey, hey i can do
0: a few of these
1: literally it's like i mean most people can do a few of these it's like yeah. the one of the things that i hopped on right away was um brand ambassadorship and promo gigs right yeah so um i mean it's basically modeling but like smarter you know what i mean it's yeah. like okay You know there's events that are going on sporting events Um, there is a you know liquor promotions basically where you make your you know you pick where you want to work and if you get accepted you can have an opportunity to have fun and make some you know decent money that's very similar to hospitality money you know so I started doing that on the side and that was like fun and then I then another opportunity was talking about blogging um, you know YouTube and I knew about YouTube right But I didn't, I knew you can make money from YouTube, but I didn't exactly know the details of it. And that's when I started searching affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. When I started searching affiliate marketing, I then was like, okay, this is how it's done. Whether you have a blog, whether you have a YouTube channel, whether you have a podcast, any sort of kind of, um, you know, Uh, medium for you to get out there there's opportunities for you to to recommend things that you appreciate to your listeners your viewers and get paid handsomely for it you know marketing Mm -hmm. so this is an exciting time because I actually minored in marketing in college and I was like, oh, my God, like for the first time, I'm using my degree. This is kind of cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> All
0: like the I, debt was worth it. <laughs> exactly.
1: Right. The crazy debt.
0: So I'm starting to see this look in your eye that uh-huh. I have to imagine was similar to the look when you decide to move out to L.A. to pursue the music yeah. stuff. <laughs> How are you not going to become a, in your blissful quotes right. state in this this round two?
1: That's what it is. It's all about like being in touch with myself spiritually this time around. Right. Uh, Because it's about being grounded. Now I was not grounded before I was disciplined, meaning like I worked, 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 Mm worked, but I did not have a balance at all. And that's one thing that California taught me was a balance. Mm -hmm. And now that, you know, I've been listening to podcasts and, you know, really like just trying to get, you know, the right path to take in order for me to not lose my shit again. Right. To not, uh, to not be anxious and it's hard because it's a thing that you have to literally do every day you have to wake up every day and you have to have reminders saying that okay today i'm gonna take it slow today i'm gonna pick three things that i am grateful for you know what i mean and i realize that my goals of uh, you know whether it be the, the blog being able to take off and inspire as many people as possible and also create you know income for me that's a, that's a goal, but that's going to happen naturally. It's not so much of it happening tomorrow, you know? Yeah. So what's great about that blog post of the 62 side hustles is that it just finally made me realize that, okay, freelancing is where it is at. And that's where, I mean, if you can get to any, there's so many opportunities to freelance and that's what we're talking about the gig economy as far as, or shifting from what our parents, you know what I mean? Saw as the right way to do for work and the only opportunity to make it out here. Right Mm -hmm. now it's like, wait, you need to have multiple streams of income out here mm. in order for you to like not feel pressured or not get in the whole tunnel vision and to be happy. So, yeah. um, because I take it slow pretty much every day and I remind myself, literally I have reminders on my phone from the morning to the night that are like, okay, what, what are, um, some wins for the day. Right. I learned that from Tim Ferriss. Okay. Mm-hmm. Talk about your wins for the day so that I'm satisfied with today. And I'm like, you know what? No, I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Catapult. But, I'm on the way and I should be satisfied for these three things and also gratitude I have a reminder on my phone that's like okay express gratitude what are you grateful for and that's when I'm like okay I say it out loud what I'm grateful for and taking it slow and I mean to be honest with you I say all this right and it's so cool to be like yeah I'm about this life but it was only like a month ago that I've, I was starting to fall into the same habits that I had yeah. when I was in LA because Because I was going to Hawaii, I all of a sudden was like, oh, my God, I got to do so much stuff before I go. Right. I was really trying to get this podcast up and running before I went to Hawaii. So I hired a personal assistant. You know, I was booking all these like photo shoots and all these videos and everything was crazy. And then before I knew it, like. I messed up some stuff with my mom and we got in a big fight and she was like, you know, I think you should move out. You know what I mean? You're kind of mooching at this point since you don't want to go to med school anymore. And you're like, it's all about you, you know? Yeah. And that was a real eye opener. I was like, damn, how did I let that happen again? I stopped, you know, I stopped a uh, meal prepping for mm. that two week period. I stopped going to the gym and I was like, I'm doing it all over again. Whoa. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's how it's so important that every single day it is so important for me and I'm sure for others to just reinforce what life is about. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's almost like a hollowing out of of the actual importance to give people who might be listening on your end some context. For the last year I've been doing a podcast on uh millennials and spirituality and where those two collide and it's just been kind of this wild ride of what will the church of twenty fifty look like and like as we like look around and this kind of you say you stop meal prepping and and taking care of yourself when you can see like these people kind of out in public that when they're driving down the street they almost look like zombies mm-hmm. and they're just like going back to work like if you stand on the side of the road at like 7:30 in the morning you're not going to you're going to see maybe like one out of a thousand people that looks like <laughs> alive like actually alive they just look like dead like zombie pale face (laughs) so I I started focusing on like religion and like where millennials are going to find religion like where is this next generation going to find some like god maybe the average Methodist age uh, Methodist is a denomination of Christianity is like 72 and Methodists are the progressive Mm -hmm. ones so after a year of kind of dabbling in this church uh church sphere it's i've almost realized that church as we know it isn't isn't what the church of 2050 is going to look like <gasps> so w- a- as i move forward i'm kind of starting phase 2 of this this podcast which is currently called farming god but will be changing and, and it's going to be a uh, uh, focused on a way to live in America, it's going to be involving the spiritual, technological, and political revolutioning revolution happening among the emerging generation, which I would like to call ourselves officially. Oh yeah, the emerging generation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love it.
0: So, this technological thing, we we talk about like our parents and what they had to do. Now, when you're starting to mention freelancing. One of the most exciting parts about it is the access to it, that really what we need, what people need, is a laptop mm-hmm. and the Internet. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the last six months, I've been telling people, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Can you write an ebook? Sure. YouTube, how to write an ebook.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: and like anyone our age can figure this stuff out. I
1: wrote an ebook, book literally. <laughs> like,
0: it's what was so, it called?
1: It, it's the ultimate guide to building wealth young. And it talks about pretty much what the blog is about which is budgeting first and foremost and the laptop lifestyle
0: laptop lifestyle right? love it's like, it
1: come on like you said we only need an internet connection and a laptop and freedom is not going into the same place every single day you know what i mean hating your life and just waiting for, you know, that time to hit five o'clock and going and sitting in an hour or more of traffic and then getting home and then eating dinner and then watching TV and then going to bed and doing it all over again. I just really feel as though life, you're meant to enjoy life more than you are meant to work. And it's not really work when you love what you're doing. And so, The laptop lifestyle in the book is all about, you know, hey, I guarantee you and everybody out there, they have a skill that they're like, ah, yeah, I do this, but you know, no big deal. Meanwhile, somebody's like, dude, it's a big deal because I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, either teach me how to do it or can I, can I pay you for your service? There's so many opportunities like that. So, you know, freelancing is just something that, what I'm all about because I heard it. People were telling me to do it. And I didn't listen because I, I wasn't ready for it. You know, I, I wasn't ready to, to get the information. But now that I'm more than ready and now that I have see that it's working, you know, my web design business and as far as like me pretty much just working on my own schedule, it's been so freeing. Like traveling the world is what I feel like we're meant to do, not work the rest of our lives for another corporation that we never even see who the owner is. You know what I mean?
0: Well, the scariest part is kind of this idea of like saving until we're kind of like 65. Yeah. Budgeting Mm -hmm. of course has all these importance, but my buddy was just at a national park in Colorado and he just got done kind of going on some backwoods hikes and doing all this crazy stuff for like a week. And he comes out to the entrance after a week of just like jogging around in the woods. And there's like a old Greyhound bus pulling in and like 62, people with walkers and canes come like walking and they do like the quarter mile loop in the like the nicely paved thing see the cool waterfall or whatever and they say to him oh you're smart for doing this while you're young oh my god dude (laughs) so it's like i think the first thing that we need to like realize is this is not so much like I can start freelancing now. It's more like I, this kind of paradigm that I have in my head of I need a progress is made by earning a paycheck, uh, every two weeks by going to work from nine to five or like going to school nine to five, doing these institutionalized things that for the past hundred years have done some awesome things, But now in the age of information, we're like switching this, uh, this flip in our head that all of a sudden it's not necessary. And it's super scary though. Like at the same time, like coming out of this idea, like saying, I don't know if in a month and a half, I will have any money coming in. It's not guaranteed. It's a risk. Yeah. So like, where, where would you tell someone to start?
1: I would tell them to start of information. Like you said, I mean open up a book listen to a podcast do a google search see the other people who are doing it right when it comes to anything whether it be you want to be a top performing athlete or you want to be um you know an amazing chef or whatever you want to be somebody has already done it before and and i believe that people need to first first the step the first step is to realize that you can do it too Hmm. so you need to gain that inspiration and so for me, I don't know. I've always known that I could do anything that I wanted to. My parents have always told me that. So for me, I would say it's kind of been easier for me to go off and just say, you know, what, I'm doing this because I know that you put in that work, you're going to see benefits. And it's true to anything you do, you know, whether it be bodybuilding, whether it be, you know, I don't know, doing makeup, you know, yes, is a beginner phase. And then you see progress with anything. Practice makes perfect. And I think because I had discipline also from, um, doing the violin at a young age like seeing how you can start from something you have no idea how to do it but you want that you want to do it right you're like i want i want to be i want to be good at this i want to have this thing sound like you know beauty and for you suffering through all the squeaks and all the like and then finally getting to that point where you're like oh my gosh this is music so for me, it's like, okay, what I tell people is that first, you have to believe that you can do it. And second, you need the information, how to do it. Mm. There's blueprints everywhere. Like YouTube, like you said, like YouTube is so amazing. like You can find out how to do anything on YouTube, yeah. like from lessons to, you know, how to write the ebook to how to start a blog to what is affiliate marketing. These are things that I researched on YouTube and how to figure out how to get this podcast as we speak up and running. Mm. And there's so many great entrepreneurs that want you to be successful just as they are so that motivation comes you know it's just abundant there's so much inspiration out there there's so much information out there it's just about finding your niche so first you got to believe you can do it two got to find your niche when you find your niche you then can find the blueprints that are geared towards your niche and you can go for it and and to be honest with you um Feedback is great. So you know, your closest friends, your closest family, a lot of times they can tell you what you're naturally good at. And strangers are really good too. Because mm-hmm. honestly, um, after the nursing home, I got into the sales job, right? And I was being a sales rep for this this caddy, these bar caddies that had like a an advertising screen on the front and phone charged on the side. So of course my job was to go into these establishments and like, hey, you want this? Super cool. And they're like, Yeah, wow, you know, for sure. So me. I used to, you know, stay in my house pretty much and just go to work, and I never saw the day of light because I'm naturally a homebody. I don't go out on the weekends. I just don't. So me having this job now to where I'm going into so many places and meeting so many different people, I mean, people can tell you what they see in you, right? So a lot of people would tell me, hey, you know, you look like you can, you know, be on a camera. Hey, and I'm like, dude, you know, you have no idea. That's my past life. You know what I mean? I'm not really about that anymore, (laughs) but thanks, you know? But after a while, I started to say you know what that's my problem my problem is that at least in the past is that I never listened to what other people what what they were saying as far as their their advice and it's not so much being like okay you're gonna what you're gonna let somebody else dictate what you should do it's about listening to that what they see in you so I met this one guy um at this one you know Brazilian restaurant and he was like you should really think about doing video video and I was like Yeah, I know YouTube's good, but I really just don't want to be. I don't want to have my face on the camera. I'm kind of over that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I will never take a selfie probably again in my life. You know, unless it's forced with somebody else. And (laughs) you know, I'm just over that whole vanity. And I just kind of saw YouTube as being like a vanity thing. But what I had to realize is that no, if somebody's telling you that they think that you know they would like to see your face and being inspirational to others, I might want to take that advice. You know, it's something that I might want to do. So, for me, uh. I would say after finding your niche, you're going to want to get from either, you know, your normal interactions. You're not going to be going up to people like, hey, what do you think I'll be good at? You're just going to let people kind of tell you. You probably already know, like, hey, you know, you have a great speaking voice. Did you ever think about having a, you know, a radio show or. Yeah. Or, hey, you know, you have a great smile. You know, it's really inspirational. Maybe you should be on the front of a camera, you know. Or, hey, you know, I love when you cook dinners, you know. Yeah, I think you should really start a, you know, a, a food company or a recipe book or something. It's just like, stop being so uh, modest about your skills. Yeah. And it's really about saying, you know what? I am good at this. I've yeah. worked hard at this. I own, own it. You got to own what you're good at. And once you own what you're good at, it's going to be so much easier for you to be like, okay, now I'm ready to go ahead and put it all together and make it happen.
0: And I I think that we've been hearing these things like our whole life. We've been hearing them. Maybe they've been said to us, but I don't know if we've actually been listening to them. And I think the same goes for the other end that maybe once when you were a kid, someone said, you're not an artist Mm -hmm. or you can't draw or you can't play music or you can't cook. Mm -hmm. And then pillar goes up and you never get past it and you never like reconsider like. Oh, I could probably figure this out pretty quick. Like when I was younger, I, I, I just, I'd like got this thing in my head that I wasn't good with computers. Like I, I played sports. I didn't do computer stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, I started helping people out with certain like little website ticks here and there, and like. One thing led to another. Looked up something else on YouTube. Looked up something else on Google. And before I know it, I was like building websites, sort of. <laughs> it's like, I guess I'm like some sort of website developer now.
1: <laughs> I guess I'm pretty techie after all.
0: <laughs> so in, an an inevit, inevitable uh, qualm, or that that the cynic will propose, maybe the realist, I don't know, because of the seat I'm sitting in, mm-hmm. is the the idea of privilege. And that adds me especially a white dude I, I just have the opportunity like i'm just giving these innate uh things that uh opportunities that others won't have um I'm interested what you have to say about like privilege and this idea of this lifestyle. Cause obviously we are assuming a lot yeah. like that. We, you don't have a kid to take care of. You're that's, not that's like big escaping though. poverty or. yeah
1: or, I mean, that's big. I mean, privilege. I mean, to be honest with you, I it's you, anybody can do anything. Everybody has the same opportunities out here in this world. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. doesn't matter where you grew up in this world. It's all about, what's in your mind. Do you believe in yourself? Are you listening to the people who are trying to keep you down? And that can sadly sometimes be your own family. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You know, are you listening to them or are you looking in the mirror, staring at yourself straight in the face saying, you know what? I can do any and everything that I can do out here. I have the same opportunity as Johnny down the street. Mm. You know, it's just a matter of you saying that I'm worth it. And this is what the podcast is about. It's like, you are worth it. You have to say it to yourself constantly until you believe it. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are like, okay, sounds great. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm going to start a new business. How do I, how do I get it rolling? And, you know, what do you suggest? Am I going to be broke or, you know, this and that? And it's obviously when you start anything new, it's going to take time for it to build, but people will be surprised on the power of them just meeting someone having a conversation that's not even related to what they do meeting a con- having that connection and then being like oh you know what i mean what do you do and them saying i do this and them asking you the same question and then you're like oh i do you know web design and they're like oh my god i actually need a website built hmm. uh that actually happened to me in, in hawaii i nice. literally I, you know i ran into this girl and she gave me a big hug because she was like it's so nice to see somebody of color here <laughs> and i was in um I was in Pune and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of transplants there. And she's from Egypt, and so that's how we met. That's, you know, the ice was broken pretty instantly. And she's a lawyer, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, what do you do?" And I'm like, "I do web design, you know, laptop lifestyle." She's like, "Oh my god, you know, I need a website," and so opportunities are going to happen naturally once you own what you do. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Uh, the best ways to market is literally meetup groups I mean like we come in an age now where like being social you know meeting new people it's just so easy you know I think a lot of people get so trapped into their clique you know their friends Mm -hmm. that they grew up with or their work crew and they they don't branch out and within their community or maybe they're introverts right and they don't naturally just go up to a random person and start having a conversation that's super foreign to them Um, but these are kind of things that you're going to need to be able to handle. You're going to need to get out there. You're going to need to have your face seen, you know what I mean? And you're going to need to own what you do. And, you know, like I said, people can, people use privilege, I think, as, um, as a, as a, as an obstacle, you know what I mean? They use it as an excuse oh, I can't do this. Uh, He can do it because, you know, this is him and this is his life and he grew up this way and maybe his parents had money and la da 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 But at the end of the day, it's like we all have the same opportunity out here. You just got to see it. You got to open your eyes and you got to be positive. If you're a negative person, good luck. You know, the only thing that's going to come your way is negativity, negativity, negativity. I've seen it. I've had to unfortunately end a lot of friendships that the person was just straight up negative and the energy is just so suffocating because... Not only do you see their life not going the way they want it to do, but then that negativity starts to latch onto you, you know? Mm. And before you know it, it can get it can get it can get pretty bad. So, you know, if you keep positive, you believe in yourself, and you know that you're worth it, anything is possible out here. As as corny as it sounds, literally anything is possible.
0: <laughs> the 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 duty of privilege is absolute integrity. Mm. We have departed from any sort of format that we had hoped to do? Is there any last things that we want to establish? I like going with the flow, establish? actually.
1: Yeah, this <laughs> cool. has been good. <laughs> cool.
0: Where could, for those listening from my podcast, where can people find you and like what, what where are you at?
1: Okay, so uh, social media wise, uh, Jasmine Ria. So at Jasmine Ria, that's on Twitter and that is on Instagram. And my website is I'd rather be rich, not famous.com. <laughs> And, and I'll go explain that a little bit It's not that I want to be filthy rich just to be bawling um,
0: That would be alright
1: <laughs> Yeah it could be But I really have I really want to inspire people on a whole nother level As far as You know they have scholarships for college Okay what about scholarships for entrepreneurs You know a lot of people are like oh I have kids And I can't just start my business because that's going to ruin my marriage And you know what I mean I'm not trying to dig out of my kids college fund or their car You know, You know So but I'm like okay I'm actually balling out of control. Here's 30 grand to start your brick and mortar. Now you have no excuse. So I'd rather be rich, not famous is basically my story and finding out how there are so many ways out here to gain um, income. You could be passive, you know what I mean? Or it could be your main income. And it's all about just taking it step by step. Nobody's saying quit your freaking nine to five today and start the freelancing. That's actually Mm -hmm. a really bad idea. You're going to want to still keep your job that's stable and you're gonna also want to take up a new in a sense a new hobby a freelance career is kind of a new hobby and say if you work 40 hours a week you have another 40 more hours whether you believe it or not that you can dedicate to something most people spend that time at the bars most people spend that time watching television watching you know whatever they spend that time kind of de-stressing from that from that job that they kind of don't really like but if you actually get excited about what you're gonna do for your future you have a lot of time in your hands to make the freelance thing pop off.
0: What what I like about you is that the, when you say rich, it's not fin, it's not just financially rich, and it's pretty obvious. And something that's awesome about you is that we talked about the sp- spiritually rich as well, and then like not letting yourself hollow out into just another one of those damn like. There are so many people though who like are in this kind of sphere who are just like hey, and welcome to my show. You can make <laughs> affiliate marketing just like me if you buy my $85 dollars ebook. book So come to my website. And they're just like these talking heads that are just regurgitating the same stuff over and over again. Mm. And like the part about you is that it's not just the monetary thing and there's clearly like more to it than that. And that's what made this interview like Awesome, I think.
1: Thank you. It's been so awesome <laughs> talking with you. I mean, I think like we obviously connected because we're on the same wavelength, and yeah. it's like, okay. how do we get people to realize their full potential? And I just want the world to be happy. Yeah. And I feel like when you take away the stresses of having to work at something that you don't love, and you fill that with a passion that you love to do, now all of a sudden you've got people with smiles on their face, you've got less traffic on the streets, and it's just a happier place. You're happy, I'm happy, and it's gonna be a lot more of a jolly time, whereas, Nowadays, you got to kind of seek out the happy people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And be like, okay, you're happy too. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can vibe without there being any kind of weirdness, you know, awkwardness. <laughs> so yeah, I mean like rich, I, I love that you said that because it really is, it's not just about the money. It's about having a enriched life, yeah. right? All yeah. like balance, like everything, you know, your relationships, um, volunteering. That's like a big thing. Giving back, you know what I mean? That's enriching on so many levels and, making money of course you know being able to survive out here mm-hmm. and you know yeah that's pretty much it
0: i can't wait to see where you end up in like <laughs> Thanks, a likewise. year five years ten years oh my god you Dude. and like the rest of this generation is gonna do such cool things it it's- feels so
1: good to like i feel like we are all going to like it's just gonna be a great journey like i'm enjoying the journey along the way it's just the beginning right and i mean like it's it's exciting right <laughs> <laughs> Excited. Let's go do it now. Let's yeah! go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Thanks for listening. To learn more about Farming God, go to farminggod.org. Check out the wonky website and the newsletter that everyone is talking about. I hope you enjoyed Jasmine as much as I did. You can learn more about her at I'd rather be rich, not famous.com. There's a link to that in the show notes and her Twitter handle at Jasmine, J A S M I N. R-H-I-A, on Twitter. Music is by Taba, tabasound.com. I'll see you next Sunday with a story from the Mexican border.